Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week nine, day two of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 21, 1-26. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you fascinate us with your word? Touch our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you through your word, not just more about you, but we want to encounter you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. We're reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 21, starting in verse 1. Now the family heads of the Levites approached Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the heads of the other tribal families of Israel at Shiloh in Canaan and said to them, The Lord commanded through Moses that you must that you give us towns to live in with pasture lands for our livestock. So the important thing here is the Levites, they were, the, the Lord says, you don't get an inheritance, meaning you don't get like a big swath of land. I am your inheritance. The Lord is the inheritance of Levi. And so all of the other tribes are supposed to provide for the Levites through their sacrifices and and offerings and things like that. Those offerings and all of that, they go to the Levites to provide for them. But the the way that it works is the Levites, wherever, you know, eventually the the tavern or the, the Ark of the Covenant, everything ends up in Jerusalem at the temple. And so they go to their service there. It's going to be at Shiloh for a long period of time, a couple of other places. And that's where the Levites are going to do their service, where they're ministering before the Lord at the, the tabernacle and the temple. And when they're doing that, you know, they're not out raising their livestock or whatever. But eventually, I don't know how exactly it worked. It's interesting when you, when you go through the book of Chronicles, it outlines uh, a progression over time during the life of David through Solomon of just how some of the things functioned. And so this was a dynamic thing, right? When they come into the land, there's a lot of Levites, but over the the coming centuries, there's going to be a lot more Levites, a lot more priests, a lot more people that are doing these kinds of things. And, and so the, the way that they administer this, I imagine, changed. Because again, we read in First Chronicles that the way that the Levites kind of administered their service before the Lord even changed just during the lifetime of David. There's, there's different positions and just the way that it was organized. And so I imagine that uh, they, the Levites probably spent a lot more time in service at Shiloh in the early years of them coming in, but they didn't spend all their time there. They would go and they would do some time, uh, length of time of service, and then they would go home. Uh, sometime later again in scripture, we know that it was, sometimes it was two weeks, uh, maybe twice a year was what the Levites did. They would go two weeks, twice a year, and the Lord was to provide for them during that time. But then they would go down back and they could own, like they could live in a place and raise livestock and do all of this kind of stuff, but they didn't actually get a tribal allotment. That's the difference. They didn't have a tribal allotment like the other clans did. They were supposed to be dispersed amongst everywhere else. And that way, you know, the the people could come to the priests and the Levites to make sacrifices and things like that um, and, and have them like, you know, help with those kinds of things. Um, 
everywhere that they were. We see in the book of Judges that that this gets a little funky at times just because, again, people are people and people will do what people do. <laughs> they will sin. And so there's some, there becomes some corruption in this and some just weirdness. But the Lord wanted them scattered throughout. And what better way to remind you that, hey, you're not supposed to be worshiping these other gods, these four nations. You've got this one clan that doesn't have an inheritance and they're scattered all throughout the land to remind you that you worship the one true God. Uh, so they did get to own pasture lands and livestock and things like that. It wasn't that they just depended totally on uh, what what everyone else was providing, but they did acquire those things through the offerings of other people. All right, verse three. So the Lord had commanded the Israelites. So as the Lord had commanded, the Israelites gave the Levites the following towns and pasture lands out of their own inheritance. Verse four, the first lot came out for the Kohathites according to their clans. All right, so we got three sons of Levi, Kohath, Gershom, and Merari. And so the, the, the Levites, they're assembled into these, these three clans that were the three sons of Levi. Continuing on verse four, the Levites who were descended of Aaron the priest were allotted 13 towns from the tribe of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. So the rest of the Kohath's descendants were allotted the 10 towns from the clans of the tribes of Ephraim, Dan, and half of Manasseh. The descendants of Gershon were allotted 13 towns from the clans of the tribes of Issachar, Asher, and Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh and Bashan. Oh, that's on the east side of the Jordan. The descendants of Merari, according to their clans, received 12 towns from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the Israelites allotted to the Levites these towns and their pasture lands as the Lord had commanded through Moses. They allotted the towns by name from the tribes of Judah and Simeon. The following towns were assigned to the descendants of Aaron, who were from the Kohathite clans of the Levites, because the first lot fell to them. Verse 11, they gave them Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, with its surrounding pasture land in the hill country of Judah. Arba was the forefather of Anak. That is, I mean, Joshua has pointed this out so many times, this anachronistic name of Hebron and giving us its newer name. It, it really makes me wonder, why did they point out the name of Hebron so many times in the book of Joshua? We don't have access to the reason behind this anymore. So all we can do is speculate, but it does kind of, make me wonder was 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 it hard to get the new name of Hebron to stick and that they're changing it and that they're giving the reason why they don't want to call it Kiriath Arba anymore saying hey guys we don't want to call it we want to call it Hebron we want to stop calling it because remember that it's called it was called Kiriath Arba because Arba was the father of the Anakites and all this and we don't want to do that anymore we will call it Hebron I wonder, right? Again, we don't have information. We can only wildly speculate about what, uh, why they would have done this. But I do find it interesting that this uh, mention of the anachronistic name is, it comes up so often in the book of Joshua. All right, verse 12. But the fields and villages around the city they had given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, as his possession. So the descendants of Aaron the priest, they gave Hebron, a city of refuge for one accused of murder. So interesting, right? One of the cities of refuge is a Levitical city. All right, continue on. Libna, verse 14, Jatir, Eshtemoa, Holon, Debir, 
Ain, Juttah, and Beth Shemesh, together with their pasture lands, nine towns from these two tribes. And from the tribe of Benjamin, they gave them Gibeon, Geba, Anathoth, and Almon, together with their pasture lands, four towns. The total number of towns of the priests, the descendants of Aaron, came to 13, together with their pasture lands. Let's jump over to the map real quick. I want to start to lay all of this out. So what we have, I've left the previous... Um, well, five of the six. Uh, I didn't put Hebron on here. Here's Hebron right here. Um, these are the six cities of refuge. Hebron, Shechem, Kadesh, Golan, Ramoth, and Bezer or Bozra. <clears throat> I didn't put all of the the names of these cities because it really starts to make... The, a lot of them are clustered together. It makes the map a little bit difficult to read. So... What I wanted to do is show you that Kohath, the Kohathites, generally lived in this region down here. Gershom kind of was like this. <laughs> and then Merari had this section. Uh, they're dispersed in those three ways. So without showing all of the individual towns and having the map get kind of a mess, I'm making a mess with, mess with my pen here. And you can kind of see how all of this uh, breaks down for these tribes. All right, with that, let's jump back into God's word. This is verse 20. The rest of the Kohathite clans, the Levites were allotted the towns from the tribe of Ephraim. In the hill country of Ephraim, they were given Shechem, a city of refuge for one accused of murder again. Another Levitical city that is one of the cities of refuge. Uh, and Gezer, verse 22, Kibzaim and Beth Horon, together with their pasture lands, four towns. Also from the tribe of Dan, they received Elteca, Gibbethon, Aijalon, and Gath, Rimon, together with their pasture lands, four towns. From the half tribe of Manasseh, they received Tanakh and Gath, Rimon, together with their pasture lands, two towns. All these towns and their pasture lands were given to the rest of the Kohathite clans. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, were descended from Kohath. And so they are located closer to Shiloh and almost prophetically right around and, and close to what's eventually going to be Jerusalem, where the temple of God is going to reside forever. For all time, the Lord is, has put his name in Jerusalem. And so the Lord puts the clan the tribe of people that are uh, supposed to be closest in geographic location, uh, the ones that are going to serve the most at the temple and the tabernacle, he puts them geographically closer to that area. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.